Sue talk? Hello. Oh, that's I am Sue. And reading a thing that says 20 reasons Star Trek is better than Star Wars. That looks like a good way to get a commentary going on. Oh, I think so. Hang on. That's the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> good morning, Bob. Good morning, Ryan. How are we doing today? Tonight's going to get interesting. Uh, you guys are worried about... Oh, uh, I'm worried about my brother's band practice. I'm worried about your brother's uh, band practice waking Ella. <laughs> no, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We're we'll, we'll probably hear it. Like they're, out, they're gonna be outside, so hopefully that will help out astronomically. It's like Pofo um, goes to college. Goes to college. Hang on, I have to find my Kindle. Crying, crying babies and, and crying band baby. practice. Wow. What kind of college experience did you have, Ryan? Um, <laughs> but anyway, so basically to the point. Uh, I have no voice, really. I won't have it for quite some time. It's like, well, this is perfect. So much for trying to get Spellcast back up on its feet by the end of May. I can't oh, podcast until I get my voice back properly. Uh, but then, other well, you than that, can. You just won't have the Spellcast. I won't voice. sound amazing. And God, that's the only. But Bob, you don't sound that bad. Like I know. I mean, you know, you sound like you have a cold, but it's not like that yeah, bad. It's, it's it's slowly getting better. Like it's it'll probably be like this for another couple of weeks. But yeah. I digress. Oh. Uh, I had bronchitis I once when I was little, and I just remember that it could have been because I was like eight. I don't know, but I just remember the medicine being really gross. It was a liquid medicine that I had to take, and it tasted like chalk. <laughs> um, I'm sure now they give you pills. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, this is a, it's like a horse pill. It, it's freaking huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was a. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was jo- I was at church and one of the one of the doctors there was joking with me. He's like, you know, you can cut those in half, right? I was like, you tell me this now. I have like only a day left. <laughs> Do you have uh, trouble swallowing pills? No, I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm great at swallowing. Um, but anyway, pills. Uh, yeah, I'm not going with that. Other than trying to make a sound bite for Ryan. Uh, no, um, tonight tonight's the last one. I'll, I'll be I'll be through with my round of uh, antibiotics with the last pill tonight. Oh, good. I can actually like lay down when I'm sleeping. I mean, granted, I woke up woke up more congested than I probably should, mm-hmm. but not. I've come to realize that sitting up gives me, like while trying to sleep gives me the weirdest dreams and nightmares ever. <laughs> I don't know why. They're just not like, and they're like, and they're like waking. They're like waking dreams too. Yeah. I think they're reality, but they're not reality. And even though I'm awake, my brain still thinks everything's in still that reality. And granted, that could just be the meds, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I'm taking away all the things I was planning on talking about on the podcast tonight because I literally have nothing other than this, <laughs> other than that and moving. You're moving. Got a lot going on, man. Mm-hmm. This month has lighter than I've been. I've been stuck in bed with bronchitis. <laughs> I've been running around with my head cut off trying to move out into a new house. How is um how is your work? Like are you able to take enough time off to get well, better? Uh luckily, uh well first off they were not oh, I, lost my I was out I was out of work for about two hours. Uh, wow. The state of California has a bunch of stuff where they, they're required to give me 24 hours of sick leave. But then past that, I dip into my union-based... Uh, I have never gone through much so much paperwork in my life. Mm. Like, if, if, in the state of California, if you are sick more than three days in a row, you have to apply for uh, sick family leave. Oh, my God. Are you serious? 
Yeah, dead serious. You have to get FMLA pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> FMLA. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. I'm out with the flu, and I have to. Turn Bumps on the FMLA. I use that for for my maternity leave. I'm on FMLA right now. That's what Beautiful. Ryan. Yeah, that's what Ryan uses to stay I, home I with Ella a day a week. That's I'm crazy. So yeah. He had to use it because he had the flu. Bobo. Oh my god. Don't get a girl pregnant. You won't be able to use it again. Well, at least I can wait a couple of years. Right. Someone just shared on my Facebook page it's a waffle iron and the waffle looks like the Death Star. And I, I want it. Oh, Cindy, right? I saw that too. Yes, I, thought you, I want that as in like you want Bob to pregnant the young woman. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is up with this cat? I don't, I don't know. I think you just knocked over. I swear to God, these back. cats are insane. Hey, we're podcasting. We don't make noise. Stop growling. As the cat growls. Growls. I can hear that. It's pretty bad. Chuck. Well, what happens is... Chuck Fisher. Chuck and Sammy chase each other up and down the stairs, and then inevitably Sammy ends up under, like, the hutch growling. And then Herbie decides to get into it, because why not? (laughs) He's like, well, you guys are getting into a fight. I'm going to join in. So you have big Chuck and little scrappy Herbie. We just heard... When the podcast started, we heard a crash from the back room. We looked over. Chuck was running out, and he was doing that thing where he was running so fast his legs were moving, but he wasn't going anywhere. He was just kind of hovering in midair. And then he went flying, and all of a sudden, little Herbie comes flying out after him. Chuck! Do yeah, I have anything to spray him with? When Ryan texts about Ella and what's going on and how Ella might be loud on the podcast, but I'm like, do you not remember like three years well, full of sleep. like cat distractions and my dog barking? And it's like, yeah. this show is full of stuff like that. We're fine. It's well, at good. least like we've got, well, we've got an improvement since the last. I- I don't remember the last time I podcasted. Was it when I fell asleep? I think you were pregnant. It was pretty bad. But um, we've got successfully Ella's bedtime moved way earlier. Well, you know, earlier in the evening than it was. At one point, she was going to bed every night at 11, and that was just a nightmare. And now she's pretty much down between 7.30 and 8. So it's good. <laughs> so much fun watching all of my friends who are becoming parents and all of their different children and how they do different things differently. Yeah. It's, very it's you know, it's I'm amused. It's your first time yeah. and out, you know, when it's your first time you you're learning everything and it's like she slept so much for the first three months, you she would just sleep anytime, anywhere that she was tired because when you're a newborn, like you can't stay up too long. So you, you be up, you eat, you sleep, you know, and the cycle continues. But you sleep but you sleep a lot. So she slept a ton between one and three months and then all of a sudden at four months it just became really, really difficult for her to sleep. And which is normal. Like, mm-hmm. apparently, it's a stage of development they go through where they just... Regression. Yeah, where they just start developing so much and they hit so many milestones that they just cannot sleep very much. And it was rough. Like, I'm not going to lie. Your she went of, from sleeping so much to then being like, just kidding, not going to sleep at all. Your routine like, as a parent changes so much, too, because yeah, when they're newborns and when they're, you know, one-month-old, two-month-old, three-month-old, they're, they're kind of like, you know, little, like, gerbils. They just sleep and they poop and they sleep and they poop and they and sleep they and they poop and they eat. And so you can hold them on your lap and you can, like, watch all of Doctor Who like, from the 60s on. Because she just sleeps through it. And then, so your your routine is basically going about your life, just you have this little child that you're holding. And then all of a sudden, one day they hit this point where, you know, the the mailman knocks on the door on the house next door and she's like, oh, what was that? Let me stop eating and look. Yeah. So now yeah. you have to, like, feed her in a 
human being now. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. You, you have to be like in a bubble. Like Danielle was feeding her one day, and she and she like unlatched. Look up at Danielle and was like, "Hi, mom." Yeah. Like it's like like she'll stare at the cats. She'll stare out the window. Like any little noise. So finally, it's, it's like all very fascinating. Um. Well, and it's good because it means they're becoming aware and they're noticing everything. But yeah, everything just changes. It's like we went from. Admittedly, like you said, kind of not necessarily changing too much of our lives. We would like watch TV whenever because she would just sleep through it to being like, okay, I can't watch TV anymore. But no, you're so tired because she's up all, she's up a lot during the night and you're just exhausted. So if you have time, you're like, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to catch up on, you know, my shows of the week. Now you can't do anything. No. Because she'll hear the noise. You can't even like sit near the TV because like, so, so now we sit in the dark. And I have to feed her. And her new thing is, if I hold her, here was the deal. I would hold her. I would, you know, if I feather, I would hold her. I would put her in her, I would rock her. I'd put her in her crib or I'd put her in her bassinet. She'd go to sleep. You know, you go out, you clean, you throw in some laundry, you hear her crying, you go back in a couple hours later. Now it's, okay, you hold me. I'll let you know when I'm up. Yeah. And the, and she falls asleep. So, m- like, most of my days with her, I'm just sitting in a chair holding her in a quiet, dark room. I've read a book a day. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, like... Goodreads yeah. challenge is going swimmingly. Yeah. Well, well it's... You know, it, and that's only... That's really only for nap time. We're having, we, we struggle with naps because that's when she doesn't like to be put in her crib for some reason. At night, she's actually been doing beautifully. I really... We can't complain. Yay. She's She's really getting to be so good at night, and um, I definitely don't want to... I don't want to complain. I know people have it way worse than we do. So, um, but it's just nap times seem to be a struggle. But we'll, we'll just oh keep working on it. Okay, they just, cats are now fighting. They are fighting so bad they almost just knocked over the um, oh. high chair. I'm putting pictures of this up on our page. We have like our little eight pound cat staring <laughs> at our fourteen pound cat, like staring each other down with the tails like whipping back and forth. No, like we have to, we have to uh, vie for mom and dad's attention now that Ella's around. Well, I mean, now that Ella's in her crib in her own room, at least, like, the cats sleep on our bed again. This is my view. We weren't letting them in when we had her in the bassinet in our room because I just didn't want to chance anything. But they sleep on our bed now, so they should be happy. (laughs) Well, my favorite yesterday was Danielle put... We're podcasting. What did we just say? I'm like a Herbie's Intimidating Shark. I tell you, I can't tell which one of them is the dominant cat. Hang on. I think I'm going to take a live picture and put this up. Oh. Up. Hey, enough. Enough. Stop it. We are such the gen. I, it, it, I, I've been doing I my best not to say anything. Need... Oh, you gotta see this. Hang on. I think you need a... Updated picture Bye. coming up. Chuck returns fire. Ryan, what? You... <sighs> you can't hear me, can he? Yeah, you are. Can, I, I can, can hear you. You made my mom laugh so hard yesterday. What did I do? The picture was a baby. Oh my oh, god! Johnson and said, "This is this is why I am so surprised that my daughter is so beautiful." Because I wasn't. I thought Mama was going to lose a kidney. No. Did you see how high my forehead was? Well, I was not a beautiful baby. Let's not. I was. You look like you got a little squished on the way out. I did. That's all. You just look a little squished. Oh wow. Or as Richard says, you look like a potato. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I don't know where Scott is, guys. Why don't we just start? And, you know, just so that I can contribute to the noise factor, mm-hmm. the chicks are outside my door. Of course they are. And they get louder the darker it gets, so. Oh, like crap, I forgot to watch the trailer. I saw the, the preview. Well, we'll make this work.
This is gonna be a fantastic episode. I'm very excited. I, I'm excited. We just get to do one. All right, let's let's start. Well, let's start before something blows up. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota. It's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's gonna like have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <sighs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, my way, I can't cook. I, can't, I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and right, burning okay. dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Like, wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing Bob I'm so there? sorry, Be your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry, that was season two A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it oatmo. Wake up and smell the oatmo. Oh, smell the oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was so darn cute, but it was Jen, what are you doing? I had a splinter in my face and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I, I'm not grumpy at all. I am drinking. Oh. I wish that I was. This would be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Big good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Race that says nope. Sorry, Bob. Ray, thought you'd have my back. Doesn't have the fruit. <laughs> it's fracking cold here. Right, I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this. You're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down. Oh, he's slowing slow. down. We have everyone watching it at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file. This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality. It's like one-tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People had no interest in being my friend. Really? I need my you can own see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the mechmagorgasm thing that Bobby said one time. orgasm? <laughs> That's hilarious. It's hard to say the mayor. That's wicked funny. That's the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. O-M-E, Jen. Bob is a poop man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last.
And with that, let's start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. Wake up and smell the tater tots, Boovinians. This is Point of View Weekly, the morning show yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm your host of awesome, Bob, here at the table of awesome with some of my most awesome of friends, starting with my biffle, Ryan. Ryan, how are we doing? Bobo, I'm so glad that you were well. I, 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 as you can all tell with my, my hoarse voice, I am super well right now. So well. And I have to just say, I'm glad that we're here tonight. Last night, uh, Ella got up at 1.30 in the morning and Danielle went to, to feed her. So I just decided I'd be a good guy and just stay up. Like if she's not sleeping, why should I sleep? So I checked my phone and it was too like, okay, we can podcast tomorrow, but we need to know in the next like five minutes. <laughs> it's 1.30 in the morning. What the, oh yeah, I'm up. Okay. Yeah, I was like, that was, it was pretty random. That, like, let's figure this out right now. I'm like, well, I can, because we usually do Tuesdays. Well, Bob said that he I needed didn't. to know right. as soon as possible, and nobody else, well, we answered, but Ryan and Daniel had. So well, I was yeah, just nudging good. them to try to get in. Gotcha. Yeah, we go to bed at 8. <laughs> so we missed that one. Yeah, so they were probably long asleep when that, when that whole t- thing went down. Well, speaking of the Fishers, there is another Fisher here. It is the only woman on the face of the planet who could ever stand being married to Ryan. It's Danielle. Danielle, how are we doing tonight? How are you doing, Bob? Uh, Danielle had to step in the other room because uh, oh. because uh, <laughs> Ella is crying, so I am her spokesperson, so I am authorized to say she is doing very like, well. like, Danielle, your voice got so much deeper and raspier than usual. <laughs> Me again. It's Ryan again. Well, we'll get, we'll get a proper introduction from her when she is able to step away uh, from the baby. Uh, yeah. Scott, unfortunately, is not here just yet, <laughs> but, uh, man, this is, uh, this is starting off great. Right? I am uh, Scott's official spokesperson. And, and it reminds me Scott as well, no. So we'll, we'll introduce him when he gets here. But most importantly, and definitely, uh, not last, I can't even say Sue, say hi. It's Sue. <laughs> Sue, our lovely producer, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, thank you, except for that I smashed my finger. That's not good. How'd you do that? Moving bricks. Ouch. That hurts. Yeah. Like in real time? Like it just happened I right did now? it yesterday, but oh, it okay. still hurts and I keep hitting it on things. So. Well, stop doing that. It's very bad. Yeah. So, well, hopefully you won't have to get your finger smashed by bricks tonight on this wonderful episode of Point of View Weekly, which is going to be super casual in case if you haven't figured it out yet. Bob's not wearing uh, pants. People are dealing uh, with various things. Like I, as, you, as I mentioned, I'm not super well. I am dealing with the end of bronchitis. That has been a fun, exciting adventure for the past two and a half weeks. Oh. I actually spent—I don't know if I—I I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you guys in the pre-show, but I was literally in bed for ten days straight. Like wow. a combination of bed slash uh, couch slash recliner chair. I didn't know this was possible, but my butt fell asleep like on day three, and it never woke back up. Like, even to the, like, well, eventually woke back up, like, a couple of days after I was able to get out of bed. But your butt being asleep is, like, one of the most interesting feelings on the planet. You had a numb ass for 48 hours? More than 48 hours. I had a numb ass for, like, eight days. Like, did you, like, like, how does that work? Like, you know, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and you fell asleep in your arm and you do that thing where you're like, oh, my God, my arm is dead. And you uh-huh. think to yourself, how am I going to go through life with, like, you know, a floppy arm? And then after, like, a couple of minutes, it wakes up. Yours actually took a week and a day. Yeah, because basically, because I, 
because I was sitting in the recliner. I was usually always trying to sit up because obviously there's bronchitis, you know, all the congestion, you want to try to get everything out. So laying down only makes things horrific. So I was yeah. always in a constant state of sitting on my butt. And after a while, it literally hurt to sit. So I was like, ooh, I don't think I'm getting bed mm. sores. That sounds a little ridiculous. <laughs> I think you have to be sitting longer than eight days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's Danielle. Danielle, how are we doing tonight? Hi. We missed your introduction. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been uh, back, I spoke on your behalf. I've been back for a couple minutes. I spoke on your behalf. I spoke on your oh, behalf. God. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing, you know, it's it's like, it's, pu- it's, it's, pu- you remember how we started this little podcast and we never thought it would go five episodes and now we're on like nine years you never think it's going to go until we're senior citizens. Where are you today? I have to go and turn Bob. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how it's going to go down. That's how you interviewed me and I wore a suit. Who would have guessed that's how it would have been? Yeah. Well, Bob, at least you don't get hives. I, I am allergic I to the bronchitis virus. What? If I get bronchitis, I get hives. That's so strange. I know. And it was so bad the first time that... I mean, I knew I had hives. I just thought that my laundry detergent had changed or something, mm-hmm. so I put on different clothes. And I was supposed to pick somebody up to go to the races or something. So I drove my car, and I picked these two kids up, put them in my car, and started driving. And my hands literally pulled into so that my fingers were pointing at my wrists, and I couldn't straighten them. That was part of the rash. So then I'm trying to drive this car with kids in it, freaking out because I can't drive. I can't grab the steering wheel. So I get to this house of people that I know, and they take the kids back home and take me back home, and I end up in the emergency room for the next three hours or five hours or whatever, while they go, oh, yeah, you're allergic to this. Here, have some Benadryl. I'm picturing you in the emergency room soon. I'm picturing that little curtain next to you and the guy in the next bed going, I can't feel my ass. I can't feel my ass. <laughs> it's asleep. <laughs> I can't believe you can be allergic to a virus. the worst part of your body that can go to sleep. Oh, I know. There's a lot, lot worse parts. Trust me. Oh, God. Now we're all thinking about what could be worse. <laughs> now we've all arrived. Man, we've all thought about it. Um, no, but the, uh, there's another part. Oh, yes, and I've been heavily medicated, which, unfortunately, it's the wrong kind of fun medication for the podcast. Oh, it is giant horse pills of amoxicillin or penicillin. Some mm, kind of yeah, some sort of penicillin. So, I, 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 if anything, I will just pass out on you guys versus, you know... Because I don't know, for some reason, penicillin makes me sleepy. Who can't take the cell? Is it your mother? Someone we know. She can't take anything can't like take that because it's made with. Yeah. I can't take. Um, I can't take Percocet. Percocet makes me. Yeah. Yeah, my brother is super allergic to most uh, most drugs. I got. <clears throat> that's the one thing that I got genetically that I beat my brother. My brother got the good looks, the athletics, all the good fun genetic stuff, and I got. I can take drugs. Oh. Hey, there you go. <laughs> drugs can be good. Drugs can be very good, especially when you feel horrible. Because if he had gotten the bronchitis, he wouldn't have been able to take anything for it. So, mm. yay, penicillin. Coughing up a lung is not a fun thing when you Coughing. got bronchitis and you can't take meds. Can you imagine if I had been allergic to the epidural? That no. Been, that would have been terrible. Sound funny either. No, it does not. Apparently some women can't have it if their like, platelet count is too low or whatever. Oh my god, I would have cried. 
So, besides waiting for Scott, what do we have planned for this episode besides just chilling? Well, we were going to talk about some trailers, I believe, which was going to take about four minutes of our time. We can do some book I've recommendations. Read so I've read like a shit ton of books. Okay, can I just tell you? Danielle comes down the stairs last night. She's been up feeding Ella, all right? And I hear her come down the stairs. And she has her phone in her hand, because we'll always take our phone in with us if we have to text the other one to, like, come for help or whatever. I turn around. She has the phone in her hand. Face is completely red. Snot everywhere. I hope I'm not giving anything away, dear. <laughs> so I'm picturing she's going to be like, <laughs> I am an utter failure as a mother. Like, I'm picturing either that one or entire family. Half dead, half pregnant. Like, I didn't know what to expect, because something clearly has rocked her foundation. Like, look, I'm going to have to call in sick to work on Tuesday. What are you reading, Danielle? So, (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading um, the second book in the Call the Midwife trilogy called Shadows of the Workhouse. And, yeah, it was, I'm only, I'm about 30% of the way into the book. It's very upsetting. To read, especially because you have to keep in mind, this stuff is all based on truth. This this stuff all happened. Whether or not it's exactly as it happened or whatnot, you can pretty much infer that these sorts of things happened all the time at this right. point in time in, in London or in England. And the one particular story that I read was just about, you know, how a young girl was treated in the workhouse. And it's just... I'm sitting there and I'm holding my baby and I'm reading this and I'm thinking, how can anyone treat children this way? It is just horrifying. And the more, it's like I didn't start crying right away as I was reading it as much as I was horrified, but the more I kept reading, then the more I kept thinking about it, I just got like so upset. (laughs) It's just, it was awful. And it's like, it's a really good book. The, The first book was excellent and it's what the TV show is based off of on PBS. The books are, as usual, the books are better. And the, and the show is great. Like, the show is, is a really good show. But the book is just it's that much show. better. It's just so good. She's tearing I, up now as we're talking. No, I'm not. You, you no, look, I'm not. You look very sad. All right, will you shut up? I don't want to. Well, maybe you should read the book, and then we could talk about it. It's on my list. It's not, well, the book I'm reading now is awful. It's awful. What are you reading? I am reading a book. It was a recommendation by a friend. I've read two books, which I can't stand in the last month. Um, I'm currently reading a book called... I just want to get the author's name here. I can't find my Kindle, so I'm just doing it on my phone. It's just going good reads. Uh, I could. Um, the book I'm reading right now is called Grasshopper Jungle by Andrew Smith. It was recommended by a friend of mine who... Um, the first book that she recommended to me I thought was excellent. And it's... it's it, I, it, you know, kind of prompted a lot of other reads I, I, I selected. And, and so she kind of got me off on a good path on that one. So then she recommended this one. It's awful. It's like the worst book I've ever read in my life. Um, and I'm 60% of the way through it and I don't want to quit, but it's like, if I love a book, I stay up all night reading it, which is good. Gives them up anyway. But, um, mm-hmm. this one, it's just, it's don't give me that look. I get up with you. Mm, I get it. up with you. I well, we tried that. That she she senses you're in the house. The kids, I know she senses the friggin' force. Um, yeah, Grasshopper Jungle. It's you know it's 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 one of those books that when you read this the 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 um the summary of it, it looks like it could be kind of funky and like eclectic. It's just weird. It's very very weird. 
It's mm-hmm. I and I, I get why the author wrote it the way they did, but it's also one of those books that like the author summari- summarizes the entire story like every twelve minutes. It's like the main character keeps reminding you who everyone is and where they are. It's like it's it's almost like an annoying version of um, the Psychic Serpent trilogy by Barb, where they just tell you everything. It's it's driving me nuts. So hey, let's not talk too much shit on the site. Okay. Uh- I, I did actually love the Psychic Serpent trilogy, but once I'm done with this, I will have an opening in the schedule, and I will... Well, because he... Arrived. No, so I Scott's here. Scott's here, let's go. The thing go. is, Ryan did the thing where he was like, oh, I just have a couple books I would really recommend for you to read, and I said, okay. Well, I've now read eight books that he's recommended in a row. Yes. So I was like, well... Maybe you can read a book that I would recommend. But you didn't recommend any at the time, though. You just kept taking my recommendations, but you never said, oh, I would like you to read this one. And as soon as well, you... now I do. And it's on my list, and trust me. And, like, I like I have to tell... He finishes the one that he's... Right. All right. And I have to tell well, you I got this. one of my friends to read. Um, He's currently listening to Ready Player One, so I'm super excited. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was like... I said, I really think you would like it, because um, he has Audible... So he got the Audible version, so I was like, well, that's going to be even better because it's Will Wheaton. So he said he's been enjoying it so far. I wrote to my friend today, the one who recommended this book. Now, she actually wrote a um, – she's the one who I think I talked about in the podcast. She wrote like a coming-of-age young adult um, novel, and I actually wrote to her saying I really enjoyed it, and there were no zombies. So now we're buds. So I wrote to her today about the grasshopper jungle. And this is the email. And I'm saying this because part of it's relevant for you. Um, I wrote, it's declined significantly. I I mentioned where I am in the story. I said, I'm 55% of the way in. I wrote, I am a notorious finisher. I even finished the gunslinger by Stephen King, which was the last book I wrote, which is awful. Then I said, I finished and podcasted a 10 part review on 110 chapter single space fan fiction where Snape adopted Harry and Draco and they were brothers who sang Christmas carols following a plot line which involved defeating Voldemort with bone marrow. Mm-hmm. Give me hope for the remaining 45% of the story. <laughs> she wrote back, what? <laughs> like, oh, I finished yeah. everything, please. Well, I love this post from Trisha. She posted in the Potterfic Weekly host page. Oh my God! I'm reading the book Fangirl, about a girl that writes fanfic. Oh God, that's on my list. Part of the book, they talk about the fanfic site. Quote: The place where the story never ends. Unquote. That just for Danielle. That's by the author of um, um, Eleanor and Park. Oh, okay. Danielle just uh, finished the story by that author. So either that author actually found Potterfic Weekly at some <laughs> point, or they just <laughs> I should send her a message. This same turn of phrase. Yeah, I looked up the book, and it doesn't look like it has, you know, like any kind of Harry Potter leaning. Yo, who's their author? It's Rainbow something. Her name is actually Rainbow something or other. Rainbow Roll. Rainbow Roll. Who did Eleanor Mark. Well, on her frequently asked questions page. talking about something totally different. She's the author of Fangirl, I believe. Really? I'm almost really sure. Is she not? Fangirl. I'm looking it up. Yeah, yep. I think you're right. Rainbow um, Rowell. Because they ask her on her frequently asked question page, like, your name is Rainbow. Yes. Like, on your birth certificate, it says Rainbow. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's, she wrote a story about, like, fangirls of a fandom, and then I want to say she actually wrote a story that takes place, like, in that universe. Like, she wrote, like, the actual, in the universe that the other people are fangirls of. Um, I think she did both of them. Uh, well, there's a fangirl's guide to the galaxy, a handbook for girl geeks. There's another one, too. 
Yeah, and then uh, there's a book called Fangirl by Ken Baker, which is... Well, it's really funny because um, Danielle the other day was reading Eleanor and Park, which is her you know most popular uh, book, and she sends me a, a message saying, Eleanor has such a terrible home life. I feel awful. And I thought she was talking about my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> why would I say that? I don't know. I'm like, why are we so formal? Because we call her Ella. I'm like, why are we so... I'm like, oh! Call my doesn't even make sense. I got very upset. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'll try to get home earlier. Felt bad, so it's fine. But, um... Hey, Scott. How you doing? Yeah, I was gonna say, we don't think we properly introduced Scott. So, you Hi know... Guys. Everyone's very Canadian, <laughs> Scott. Scott, how are we doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. Obviously, running a little bit late from work. This was, it was Monday. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There was, there was, seemed to be a lot more things going on than I remember there being when I left on Friday. But, um, yeah. Other than that, things are going fairly well. Been, you know, playing some games, getting to do stuff on the internet, and all sorts internet of good things. Always great. I am currently eating tacos, so, you know, Whoa. that's a bonus too. Ryan, you have 335 books on your to-read list? I do. I added 50 of them last week. What? I did. 350-some-odd okay. books? Yeah. That's well, like Amazon already thinks I'm gay, so I figured why not just go with it. Well, I'm now in the habit where anytime I see a book, I'm trying to outdo Mooney. Because I think I figured out Mooney's trick. And Mooney, if you're listening to I this, I think it's hi. impossible to outdo Mooney. This is what I think happens with Mooney. I think Mooney will start a book, and she'll get two chapters in, and she'll go, this sucks, and she'll mark it as read and moved on. I don't think so. Are you accusing her of cheating? No, I think that's actually what she does. Well, I'm not saying it's the stupidest idea in the world. I wish I could stop the book I'm reading right now, but I can't. because Sometimes I need this. you can't. You have to just finish it. I have it. to finish it. Although, but- I never, ever finished that book, Catch-22. What? No. Yeah. That's not the name of that's it. Not, that's nothing. What is that? I didn't finish the one by J.K. Rowling. No, what is the name of it? It's actually the only book I haven't finished. Catch-22? I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah, Catch-22 by Joseph Heller. I started it. I just never finished it. What is that about? I've never heard of that one. I don't know. That was like one of the only books I've ever not finished. Is it on my to-read list? Mm Mm-mm. Well, I I told you all why Amazon thinks I'm gay now, so that's the... Was that on the, we did like a, yes. yeah, we did like a, we didn't do a podcast with Bob was almost dying. It was kind of like Bob's last will and Testament. Like we kind of no, got together. Was, we, we were going to, we were going to podcast, but it turned into, let's just have a conversation yeah. over Skype. It was kind of bad. We, we called in a priest. It was awkward. Three quarters of the host people were, you know, dying at the time. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, Brian it was, had, you had, you were sick. I was sick. The priest was yeah, sick. That's also when we talked about The Walking Dead, too. Oh, yeah. No, we spread, we spread it was very appropriate, that. really. Oh, that uh, good news, uh, Puffuanians. I am no longer watching The Walking Dead, so we will have more free time. <laughs> You'll watch it. I, don't, don't, I, don't start. I have not taped The Fear of the Walking Dead. I am that's also... That's not the same as The Walking Dead. It is not the same, but you know what? I... Number one, I don't care. And number two, it's going to leak well in advance of, of October. It's actually all the second. You think so? Because they're actually pretty good at not leaking. What's going to happen is they're going to have... Okay, here's the thing. So... There we go. Okay. No, but this is why it's going to leak. Because it's actually... It's Ella's, sec- is Ella's first birthday is when the episode premieres. It's on Halloween. They're going to have well, shots... you're not watching it. They're going to have shots of people filming... And they're going to have shots of, oh, look, there's Abraham, and there's Daryl, and there's whoever. So, the, so they're alive. And then there's going to be, you know, the guy who plays Glenn, you know, got a sitcom or something. Like, it's going to leak. I mean, like, they would have to keep him on salary, keep everyone on salary, and and, and put, like, fences around. Like, it, like there's no way it's not going to leak in the age of everyone having a camera. Yeah. And, and 
It's going to piss people off. No, I, I honestly, I, I am so annoyed with the way they kind of play with their audience. I really don't feel like watching it. So we have more free time for the podcast. Yay. We'll get Bob Yay. a friend. Bob's watching it, so we'll get Bob a friend to talk about it with. Yeah, I was to say, uh, I'll just give updates. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just give updates. Yeah. Uh, is, there is were there dead people. Other? They were walking. <laughs> there was fear. There were zombies. There was, there was a great deal of fear. And can I just ask a question? Zombies? No, go ahead. Can, can I? Yes. Oh, yeah, this is exciting. Yes, 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 yes. Speaking of zombies, the We Are Alive podcast is starting up their new We Are Alive lockdown, and they just put out a 20-minute trailer that's really good. I'm going to listen to that in the car so, on the way to work tomorrow. That is, if you like The Walking Dead... And you're kind of either you know annoyed by it or you're missing it. Um, you actually like things happening. You like things happening. You really. We've talked about it a long time ago on the podcast, but you need to check out uh, the We're Alive um, audio drama. It's a professionally. Well, if you're listening to us, you don't really care if it's professionally recorded or not. But it's it's just just in case you do. Um, in case you have standards someday, um, it's a professionally um, produced audio drama. Great plot. Lots of zombies. I watched it along with The Walking Dead while I read Mary Grant's um, feed, and I had no idea what was going on because everything I read had a zombie in it. Um, but it's a wonderful, wonderful series, and now this is the sequel um, to the original. Yeah. And it's an audio drama. You can't watch it. But did I say watch? You did. That was unfortunate. You, you watched it in your mind. With you, can. Your you can. You <laughs> can. The leader of the imagination. <laughs> I'm actually doing that now. I'm listening to one of my um, favorite comedy series of all time is an 80s British um, sitcom and uh, Danielle found for me on Audible. You can get the, uh, they released it as radio plays at the time and you can download the entire series for like one Audible credit. So I've actually been listening to a, to a sitcom, which I've seen, but it, it's so weird hearing it as a play. Uh-huh. Which so, sitcom is it? Which, uh, it's uh, called Yes Minister. Um, and the, the sequel to it is Yes, Prime Minister. If you like um, politics or if you like shows that are smarter than you, it, it was a really good. Um, Isn't that where Nigel's... Uh, yes, it is. Um, yep, um, uh, the character is Sir hum- Humphrey Appleby, played by um, the late Nigel Hawthorne. He was great. Um, so I think I did Nigel Appleby, didn't I? Yeah. Yep. Um, and he was... Yeah, he was... You know, it is, it's, I think it's the type of show that probably a lot of people who watched it didn't really care about government or didn't care about the actual plot, plot of the show itself. But he was such a good comedic actor that he just sold it every week. So like, he was awesome to watch. And they actually did a um, a remake of the series. Um, I want to say like in 2013, and it only lasted like four or five episodes. And I watched just the trailer of it, and it was over the top, and it was dumbed down jokes, and it was just like. I, I like the old stuff. A lot of the new stuff is just, is just awful. But um, if you're looking for something good, I think it's on Netflix. Actually, I think you can get okay. both. It's um, it's two. They changed the name of the show um, towards the end. But um, awesome, 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 awesome show. And if you have Audible for one credit, you can get the whole thing. <laughs> Listen to it in the car. And and since we're sort of on the the topic a little bit of podcast as well, um, if you are a West Wing fan, I highly, highly, mm. highly recommend listening to the new West Wing podcast. That is hosted by Josh. Um, Your Biffle. Josh my Biffle on, yeah. uh, on, on uh, Twitter. <laughs> what was that, Daniel? He always confuses me because he did not play the character named Josh. Josh. Yeah. So. Own name is Josh. Wait, so, <laughs> but, oh, Josh Bailey? Josh Molina. Josh Will Bailey. Will Bailey. <laughs> Josh Bailey, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, There's a new Josh character Bailey name for you. He played Will Bailey, right? Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah. 
And he's like, this is at, you know, 93 episodes until I make my um, yeah, <laughs> dramatic entrance. So well, it, he, the one thing he said, I don't know, I have ne- I've seen one episode of Scandal. I know he's on it. I know what type of show it is, but I haven't watched it. Um, there's an episode early on in the West Wing where one of the characters accidentally sleeps with a prostitute. And um, has to tell his friends, you know, this could be a thing. I accident, I took a woman home. Early late. on, as in the pilot episode. In like the pilot episode, yeah, right. and and um, he, like, and they're all joking, like you accidentally slept with a prostitute, and then like all of like the West Wing, you know, Martin Sheen's, you know, good morals music comes on. It's like a positive episode and all this stuff. Josh Malin is like, yeah, if that was on Scandal, they would have like found her in a dumpster like halfway through the episode. They would have like d- taken her out. Yeah. <laughs> so. But it's well done, and I love that they include clips from the show. Yeah. It's kind of like being there and watching it all over again, and yeah. it just brings back the warm fuzzies. It does. That the show gave me, so it's it's been really fun to listen to. Yeah, I miss that show very much. I've actually been, um, one of my favorite political shows to watch that got canceled is a show that um, had Gina Davis and Donald Sutherland in it. It, it was oh, on Commander uh, um, in Chief. Um, yes, it was like the most troubled behind the scenes show, um, but I, I really liked it when it was on the air, and I was really pissed it got canceled. It was actually I didn't make the connection until after I watched Commander in Chief, like what ten years ago, eleven years ago. But it was actually um, produced by um, Rod Lurie, who did um, a movie with what was it, Jeff Bridges, um, Joan Allen, and. Um, uh, serious black um, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman uh, called the Contender, That's a good movie. which was a good, which was it was a good movie. It could have been a better movie. He kind of weakened it at the end, but um, it, it was based off the same basic plot. So that was one of those shows. It's like I kind of wish you ever do that thing where you're like, God, that show went on eight years. It just would have ended and all that. Like I wish I knew kind of where they were going with that. But I've actually I turned that on in the past week and was watching some of that to try and detract from the awful. Mm-hmm. All right, you just can't stop reading it. You can't. Well, the, the book before that I read was so good, and this one's so not. Yeah, so the contrast is worse. It is. And I hate, I, I love, there was a chapter that I loved, actually. It was showing it to Daniela. I thought it was fantastic. And after that. Oh, sad. the one you just showed me yeah, the other day? Yeah, that one. It got that much worse? You know what it is? It's the, 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 the character... It's about history, and it's about recording everything that happened and, and pointing out mm. how everything kind of, you know, all culminates together and crisscrosses each other. But it's like, you could turn to any page of this book, start reading it, mm-hmm. and he would, d- describing the people he's in the room with, he would give you their full names, who they are, how he knows yeah. them. But it's like, I've been reading the whole book. I don't need to read a hundred times in a row who everybody is. I get he's doing it to show there's connections, but it's yeah. like, it's so, I don't like the writing style. The best book I've read recently is The Martian. That was a good book. I, I loved that. Oh, I loved it. It was so good. It's a really good book. Better book than movie. You like? Yeah, it. yeah. But it's that's usually the case. It's a it's a very rare movie that's actually yeah. better. They made it. It's, yeah, was made but first. But the movie was quite good. It was good. I mean, I saw the movie first. I didn't. I hadn't read the book yet, but I enjoyed both. You know. Yeah, there was a weird, um, a weird scene where they cut like an entire plot line out of the movie, which is fine. But some of the stuff they actually cut, I thought would actually look good on screen. It was like the the, the stuff you want to see in a movie. They cut that too, which is weird. Yeah. But um, they left in this awesome joke. It was like the best joke in the whole book. But it makes absolutely no sense based on what they cut from the movie. So I'm wondering, people watching this are like, what? It's like stuff Most like people probably didn't catch it. Yeah, I was the only one who caught it in the world. <laughs> probably not the whole. The only one in the world, huh? Most of the world. I think we killed Bob. Bob? 
Yes, I'm here. How are we doing? Bob's tired. It's okay. Bob is very tired. It's okay. Sorry. He just doesn't want to talk because his voice is off. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I really don't have much to add to the book conversation. I haven't. The only reading I've really done recently is the uh, Dungeon Master's Hand book. I didn't know you could read. That's I know I can read. How's that going? It's interesting. I'm learning things about things I never realized were things. <laughs> like like exchange rates on the difference between certain types of coppers in elven lands compared to human lands. I'm like, this is so informational, but I don't think I'll ever use it ever. So it's like one of those things. Home brews for. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. And those six things we're not using. Okay. Right. <laughs> so it's a reference book. I mean, I like, I know there are reference books so you can look stuff up on the fly. But, like, I want to, like, read through it at least once just to kind of, like, okay, I know, like, I have an understanding of where everything's at and learning the textbook, and if you will. But, but then there's also the map. come up with interesting things in them, though. So oh, I'm yeah. Just... I, I've been fascinated by most of it, but it's just, like, uh, exchange rates. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess they don't, they never know which things, which people will want to know about, so they put it all in. The bell ringer. But it's been interesting because, total side point since I kind of mentioned D&D, uh, and you guys are the, the originator, or the, re- the reason why this, this, this game exists. I'm actually about ready to, uh, start, I think next week, run a group of people through the oars. Oh, cool. Awesome. They're all excited about it. Um, it's the same group I mentioned previously. The one that one of them wants to be a, a squid. Uh, we've figured out all the mechanics. And That's so, right. Yeah, so we, when we finally now all have the time where everyone's around. Now that I'm not dead and dying or in the process. Well, by then, by the time we start, I'll be done moving. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the things we mentioned, I don't think, we mentioned, is that the free show? I don't even remember. But I'm moving. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm moving out of the house of great lighting. I'm very wow. disappointed. I know. I'm, I'm so sorry. Are you going far away? No, I am not actually. <laughs> I am literally going five minutes away. Oh, that's, that's all right. Can you see the lighting from there? <laughs> Can you open a wall up? <laughs> you know, I, I imagine that the, cause the, the way the lighting works is that if I do, we do any more cooking segments, it won't be as fantastic because in the house that I'm moving into, uh, the lighting, it's not nearly as much lighting. So, but it, it's, it's nice to, uh, be on, in a house on my own again, along with, I mean, I'm moving in with my brother and a good friend of mine, uh, of ours. Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of nice to do that whole thing again. Nice. I'm not saying I don't feel like an adult living at home with my parents, but you know, there's only so there's only so much you can feel living at home. Yeah. With your parents, so yeah. I hear you, man. Yeah. I know. But anywho, <laughs> so when I when everything gets all squared away, maybe what I'll do is I'll I'll, I'll take my phone, assuming it isn't too shattered. I think that I think that the cameras still work, and I'll I'll give you guys a uh, a tour of of the new place. That should be. Just tell me it doesn't have a galley windowless kitchen. Uh, there is no, no, there, well, no, because the, the kitchen opens up into the main room. So the main room's lighting would, fo- like, it, it'd be actually better lighting for a video because the light would be hitting the person face, because the, the person in the kitchen would be facing the lighting versus against the lighting like it was in the very famous video where I'm grilled cheesing. <laughs> With the <laughs> grilled cheese, <laughs> nice. It's a new word. 
Yeah. So moving, moving. In fact, as soon as I finish here, I, I have lots more packing to do. So. Oh. oh packing is wonderful. <laughs> I always forget how much work it actually ends up going to be. It's like, oh, I've seen you have a bed and a desk and my computer. No, there's a lot more than that. But oh well. You don't realize how much crap you have until you have to move. Oh, yeah. But the good thing is you can kind of go through all your stuff and be like, huh, I don't really need that. I don't really need this. And you can, you know, peer through it. That's what I enjoyed doing when I moved because I've only ever moved twice. Once to New York and then once to here where I am now. So it's like paring down all your stuff. So yeah. total side point. I don't know. Were any of us fans of Everybody Loves Raymond? Uh, Doris Roberts. Yeah. 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 yeah Doris Roberts passed away. I'm just terrible because I I thought she was already dead. I kind of did too. Right? Like I don't know. I I thought she died like years ago. Well, I know the other like the guy. I know Peter Boyle. Yeah, yeah he, he, died. he died a while ago. But um, I don't know why. For some reason, I thought she was. But she's ninety. Ramona's still alive, right? Who? Ray Ramon, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just wanted to double yeah. check. All right. Okay, good. And Patricia Heaton's still on ABC Wednesday, so you know where <laughs> she is. No, um, one of the um, one of the twins died. Oh, the little boy? He committed suicide. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's sad. sad. I didn't realize this, but of the three kids, they were real-life siblings. The, um, the, the brothers the, and sister? The girl was their sister, yeah. Yeah, they were 19, I want to say, when you committed suicide. Hmm. This is recent. This is, what, like three, four months ago, maybe? Wow. Well, that was a positive. Uh, <laughs> now, on, now, moving to death. Moving to death. I, here, I got one. Um, apparently, an inmate has locally escaped, and they're searching for him. So I need to be on the lookout for some bald guy in an orange shirt. Hmm. Like, how locally? Uh, the town I, I work in. Hmm. So fairly locally. Mm. Mm, well, yeah. good luck, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm you, not really worried. Do you have locks in your doors? May Constant not sleep with the door open tonight. Yeah, maybe lock the door. <laughs> nah. Does it have a lock? <laughs> I latched it. I latched it because I don't have the dog. Mm. So, but it's hot. Not ready. It's too hot to have That's, the door it's, closed. It's, it's hot outside. Not here. Well, here it's getting nice. Actually, I shouldn't complain. Let's see. I should. I thought it was like eighty something earlier. Wow. I crashed a birthday party yesterday. I, let's 90. see if I can do this without getting myself into trouble. Uh, I was at the dog park, and there was a sign on the covered area at the dog park, and it, it said. So-and-so's birthday party today at 3. And I was like, hmm, I know these people. I wonder if I should come back to the park at 3. So I showed up at 3.30 and stuck my head out the car and said, can I crash your party? And they were like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I hung out for a little while. Mom dropped me off and went to the store to get the bricks that I smashed my finger with. Mm-hmm. And then picked me up on her way home. And, and they had the coolest piñata. I have to share this. This is the best idea ever. Oh, yeah? When your child is a little bit older, <laughs> they filled the pinata with 90 Super Bowls. Oh, my God. So when the oh, wow. pinata went, yeah, bounced everywhere. Oh, my That's gosh. Cool. Chocolate, candy, and Laffy Taffy's and stuff like that. But the the Super Bowls were really cool. Wow. And those things bounce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. And they got a bigger kid to, to give it the last whack. So nice. It, so the balls went flying. The balls went flying. 
How do you collect them all after that is my question. Well, there were a lot of kids, and there were some older kids that weren't actually doing the piñata that went and gathered balls that had gotten away. (laughs) And I'm sure they'll be finding balls at the park for the next week or two. Balls. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure what that would be. It's probably just as well it was outside. If it was inside, you would at least know they were all in there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hard to say. I guess it depends on how small a room it is. It'd be yeah. dangerous if it was inside, I imagine. Yeah. Too With many all the balls shares. bouncing off the walls. Depending yeah. on how they already hit it. And they wouldn't bounce nearly as cool as yeah. they did here. So, Ryan, I hear you had a visitor. I did? <laughs> A fellow Pufuanian? Somebody that came, somebody that... that <laughs> yes, oh, I'm sorry, because we... See a duck? Oh, you're... No. Oh, Mom's home. Darn. I may have to take a walk. For some reason, I'm sorry, I thought you were... Sorry, I've had two Pufuanians visit, and you were here when one of them was here, so I was trying to figure out if that didn't make it on the podcast. I got all confused. Yes, so we had... Um, so, so Jen 2 stopped by uh, for about three hours, and uh, she was on her way up to Maine and then back, and... Um, very sad part about the trip was that her husband is deathly allergic to cats, and he had to sit in a car the entire time and like wave through the window. It was kind of nice. Um, I think I, I think I told this because I feel like I told this already. I think I mentioned this to you guys. You, you, you did in the, uh, in the private uh, yeah, on the private one. But the the fun part of uh, Gen Chu's trip was. I mistimed everything, so I was trying to change Ella exactly when they showed up, and there was, like, torrential downpours, and they were all outside, and I needed to open the door for them, and I literally just took all of Ella's clothes off. I'm getting ready to put the diaper on the baby, and I'm like, I gotta run and open the door for them, because they're gonna get soaked, but you never leave a baby without a diaper. Like, you just, no. I bolted, I opened the door, and she's, like, tearing up. She's like, oh my god, it is so good to I'm like... Naked baby! And I turned, like, bolted back into the house and just left these poor people standing outside on the, on the front steps, but I had to. <laughs> you know. You gotta do what you gotta do. So, oh, dear. Yep. Very Pufuanian moment. Yep, so we met Gen 2. We had a Kate Lestrange visit uh, yeah. a couple weeks before that. That's what I thought. Yeah, so that was the last podcast, formal podcast we did. Because yeah. that's when we had Lady Chi on, mm-hmm. and we talked about superheroes. Lady Chi had no idea who Kate Lestrange was. Yeah, oh, she couldn't funny. remember the forum username. Okay, it was like she's my friend on Facebook. So <laughs> put them together in the room. It was yeah. fun. But um, yeah, Kate was one of the originals. Yeah, it was her. It was her, Jen, and Mac. Remember Mac? Mm-hmm. Mac. In June. Well, in June. Ratchet, June came out. I definitely remember them. Yeah, June. I'm still not comfortable with June being as old as June is. <laughs> she was like 15 when she joined. Now she's. Like renting cars and not comfortable. Yeah. Kind of like Scarlet for us. Yes. Well, it's been like what? Nine years? Started Point of View Weekly? Part of Fake Weekly? Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, hold on. Do you, do you remember the year? It was it February 13th, 2007 or something? I'm trying to remember the. We looked it up not very long ago, but I can't remember what it is. Okay, Sue's on the moon. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm on the moon. <laughs> you just. Broadcasting from a new location. Yeah, so... Moving. I'm actually on the move. Yeah, we're actually... Oh, um, this sounds fine, though. We're less than a year... We're less than a year away from our 10-year uh, anniversary. And the forum actually started in uh, December or January, I think. It was before the first episode. So, actually, I met Jen in advance of the first episode. I remember that. We should probably, like, have a cake or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except for the 10-year. Oh, my God. Year. It was so funny the other day. So I was, like, sitting upstairs, speeding Ella, and I just had my phone. 
And I get a text message from Jen, which doesn't happen very often for me. She doesn't really text me too much. And she's like, I have to share my disappointment with you. And I'm like, oh God, what's going to happen now? And she sent me this picture of a cake that she got. I think it was for, I think it must've been for like the kids at the school she teaches. Uh And it was like just a basic sheet cake, but it just, so, and it just had writing on it, like an inscription. And it was supposed to say like, um, I think like Colonel Kids or whatever. And like the writing, it just looked like some, some small child with like a crayon, like did the writing and like kids should have just been K-I-D-S. They spelled it K-I-D apostrophe capital S. Like it was just awful. (laughs) She's like, it's bad, right? I'm like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine posted on Facebook the other day. It was her parents' wedding anniversary, and she's like, thank God the, the cake tasted good. The picture was happy anniversary, and anniversary was spelled with one N. She's <laughs> like, way to go. You have one job. You have one job. It's surprising so how often that happens, though. Like, oh, people... So now, have you ever done the thing as a... Oh, I'm sorry, Scott. I've, I've just seen a few people have aggregated some posts of things like that. Like the one that comes to mind is a picture of two like identical rectangular cakes. And then you look at the writing and it's actually written out happy birthday on both, on both of them. Yeah. <laughs> they were supposed to write happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday on two separate cakes. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, well, I my know. favorite one is where they give them the jump drive. That's, I was just going to say that this is the, the, the jump drive. A picture of the jump drive on the cake. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah, but Danielle made a beautiful cake. cake yesterday. She did. Yeah, that was cool. That was, that was a lot of work. You know what the thing was with me yesterday? As I was saying earlier, I think I had been sitting in a chair for like seven hours. Yeah. Like I brushed my teeth. Yeah. I think I had a cup of coffee. That's child's play. And that, like that was the big thing in my day was ooh I got the mail from the mailbox and Danielle's like oh I whipped this up and I'm like you were so much at better work. at life than I yeah at work I know but it's like I get to work and I'm like blurry eyed I'm like where's my desk I don't have that option mm. like I go to work and I have to make stuff like that you know mm. people pay a lot of yeah. money and I just moved my office so I actually am confused I I am wandering around the office I'm like I'm here where's my office at. <sighs> I think the worst night we had was there was like one night I got to work and I'm, my coworker he's like he's like my best friend at work he's kind of keeps me going on days when I'm really exhausted and he was like you didn't sleep that much did you I'm like dude I think I got 90 minutes of sleep <laughs> like I'm just like so tired <laughs> and this is the fair this is I epic like, I have to like make a ton of cakes and I'm just like Ugh. epic parenting <laughs> fail so I'll go in the room with Danielle to keep her company even though I can't see her. So I can't tell if she's awake or asleep or dozing with the baby because I can't even see her. So we have this giant... So like, what happened is I would fall asleep on the floor. And I would wake up and my neck would be as numb as Bob's ass. <laughs> because like I'm just sleeping on the floor. So we're looking around the room like, do we have anything in here we can make like into a rudimentary bed if one of us is sleeping here for no reason because it's not like we're helping. And there's this giant Paddington bear in Ella's room. So I think at one point I walked in the room... I just saw a body on the floor, so I thought Danielle was dead. I turned the light on. It's her snuggling with the giant Paddington bear. So I'm like, there's a thought. So the other night, I'm using the Paddington bear as a pillow. I'm, like, sleeping on it. Danielle finally gets Ella back in her crib, and Danielle's, like, kicking me to try and get me awake. (laughs) So I felt like a hobo on the floor, cuddling with the Paddington bear. Hobo Ryan. Hobo. Hobo Ryan. With his hobo bear. It's kind of a nice pillow, though, because the arms, like, snuggle you. It is. (laughs) It's, it's like, what am I doing in here? I'm not helping. I know. 
Yeah, no, it's when you're tired and you, there's something soft and cuddly, there's nothing like, better than... She got so many blankets from people. Like, everyone sent Ella a baby blanket, so it's like, grab a baby blanket, lay on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did she... Oh, don't mind us, folks. Did she um, go back to bed when you went out? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't have come back now. Why? Yeah, I just... Yeah, yeah. I know yep. she sometimes she, in, she rub, rubber belly and she's good. Okay. That doesn't happen with she's me. She's okay. Danielle can go in rubber belly. She'll be fine. I walk in. She looks at me. She screams. I have to pick her up, hold her for five hours. That's why I went in and not you. Yeah. She's, she's doing all right. She's she really is. She's doing okay. around her finger. Yeah. yeah. She does. And then I get up and it's like, I start to lay her down the minute I like recline her one degree. Ah! I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Everything must be just so. Exactly. Yeah. And she looks over at me, and she, like, cross-eyed, headbutts me, goes back to bed. She's good, though. She's fine. She has a great disposition. We're pretty lucky. She is. Even when so she's, cute. even when she gets tired, she's still happy. She's got the best smile, and... I know. And she doesn't like pears. Not yet. But we're, you oh know... There's something to talk about. So, we that just... first food. We decided to, um... Backtrack. We probably should have done this first. We decided to then try like the the baby rice cereal mm-hmm. mixed with breast milk because that way at least it tastes like something she's used to eating. So and that went well. That went. You know, she was like having a blast today when I fed her. Like, and it's only just a little bit. We just give her a little bit at a time, and she right. kept she kept laughing like in between, and she'd look at me, and I'd, I'd put another spoonful in her mouth, and she'd eat it, and she'd just start laughing again. I'm like, okay, this is better than the pears, which made her cry. So, everything babies eat is something they've never tasted. Exactly. Before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What supposed to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, we should have just started with this to begin with, because at least the flavor of it it is what she's used to. So now it's just a texture thing, like getting her used to something that has a little bit more texture than just liquid. So we'll just stick with that for a little while, and then eventually, I think maybe I'll try, like, homemade applesauce or something. Um, And mix the the fruit in with cereal? Maybe, yeah. Get her kind of used to that taste, too. A little bit at a time. Yeah. The thing I'd love about Bob is not share. Bobby back. Mm-hmm. When Bob yeah. when Bob goes to the men's room, he doesn't type to us be right back bathroom. He types to us in all caps. <laughs> be right back! Bathroom! Alright! Like, hey, it's an emergency. <laughs> good God! Didn't know that the caps lock was on. <laughs> I just looked down as Bob screaming at me. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Well, you know, Bob's gotta scream sometimes yeah. just to get over us. And that has happened multiple times when I've been typing along on something and realized that all of the capital letters are actually lowercase and everything else is capitalized. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I always think auto- Bob is back! I always think autocorrect <laughs> is going to fix that. Never does. Sorry, I had to go blow my nose and stuff, and that was not probably podcast-worthy. Oh, uh, Might have been. You just did it in a much higher register. Probably true. Who knows... So has anybody seen the new trailer for Fantastic Beasts? Oh, yes, mm-hmm. I have. Talk to us about it, because I haven't seen it yet, so wow me. Oh, okay, no, all right. Take this moment and watch it right now. It's pretty amazing. No, oh, it's very we, amazing. We, we, we can pause the podcast and then come back. It, it's like a minute well, I trailer. I think that you should watch it and, and give us your views at, in real time. Oh, okay. live commentary? I like this idea. Okay. I won't try to pull it up because then I'll lose you. We'll just watch it on your phone. Yeah, right here. Mm-hmm. 
Ryan's supersized iPhone 6 Plus fancy thing. Well, apparently we found it was cheaper. Or whatever it is. Is that the 6 Plus or is that? No. 6S Plus. The newest one. I can squeeze the screen and things happen. All right. Do I want the... I want the announcement trailer. I want the trailer number one, 2016. Nope. Uh, Nope, I want this one. Okay, here we go. So let me think. I like that. I smile because I've seen it so many times. I can visualize it in my head with all the audio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am so excited for this movie. I, it's I, going to be so much fun. I was doing the math in my head. I'm like, okay, who? Because it's the 1920s, 19 teens. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure, you know, when does it take place? Is it the 20s? So I was trying to do math in my head. I'm like, when was Albus Dumbledore a professor, but not head? Yeah, so the timeline works. Yeah, he's he's the teacher. And so what we found out here is that Newt not only is he a Hufflepuff, but he's also Hagrid. He was kicked out of school. Kicked out of school for endangering someone's life with a beast. Yeah, which actually is technically retconned, by the way. Yeah, because if you read his biography in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him, it just says he's a graduate of Hogwarts from such and such a time and Mm -hmm. mentions nothing about ever being a class. This is he's a graduate of Mm. Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah, there's a MuggleNet had a huge discussion on that, and they're thinking that maybe somehow he can redeem himself through what's going to happen in these movies and end up back at Hogwarts. So it goes GED. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, what? Isn't that a whole thing in fam- like you don't graduate Hogwarts? Isn't that like a thing? Like the, there was a whole issue with you know people in fan fiction writing about graduation, and they're like, well, you don't technically graduate. Yeah, you, you don't graduate. So maybe you just go on. Yeah, maybe that's like a part of it. I don't know. No, it, it looks very impressive. I think I said this before. My concern with it is, I think it looks fantastic. I just wonder if it's going to be one of those things, or because Harry Potter isn't in the title. It's not going to be as big as the Harry Potter movies, and then all the press is going to be like, oh, you know, Fantastic Beasts is a flop. Well, because it but there are how many millions of Harry Potter fans? That's the they thing. don't yeah, know yeah, what it is. Yeah, come on. I was actually thinking watching it is like the almost like the Downton Abbey crowd, because like, there's, there's a resurgence now of period pieces. So the fact that it's a period piece, and you've got the Harry Potter super fans, is that going to kind of blend together and make it... I- I think something to consider is, and I think what this trailer does so brilliantly is it ties the feel of the of the Harry Potter movies right. to this movie. Because, like, like even though yes, the Harry Potter films take place in the 1990s, um, or the story takes place in the 1990s, it looks very similar. I mean, there's definitely like there's a different flavor to it. But you can, it is, it still feels like because a magical world. 90s wizards were trapped in the 1700s anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so it's not like there's much of a difference with the 1920s wizards. Um, I, and I think the usage of the music is really well done. Uh, I'm going to, the remaking I'll, of Hedwig's theme? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably why they include the line that mentions Dumbledore, so the people who are just like casual fans are like, ooh, mm-hmm. Dumbledore, I recognize Dumbledore, that. Yeah. Ooh, I know that name. <laughs> I know that and, name. And when they get it, when they try, um, when they go into the speakeasy, and the hidden speakeasy, and, and the wall mm-hmm. goes apart like Diagon Alley wall, you know that's really cool. So mm-hmm. that's a real visual reminder of the Harry Potter films as well. You can tell there was at least, at least one meeting where they said, "Okay, please, for the love of God, can we put Harry Potter in the title of the summer? <laughs> We're told no. <laughs> but, um, 
I want to, speaking of Harry Potter, okay. What are you guys more excited for? This, or the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, or uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? Because hmm. I'm going to say they're different things. I get it. I mean, you yeah. have uh, you have a, you have a, a script that is basically, for all intents and purposes, book eight, mm. or at least the idea of what book eight's supposed to be. And then you have this side story that it takes place in the Wizarding World. Another story that takes place in the Wizarding World, but in a different place, and ex- which it greatly expands what we know of the Wizarding World. Now, mm-hmm. So for me personally, I want to say that not like. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna. Bu- I'll get my hands on Cursed Child on day one on on the 31st of July and read it. I'm gonna be excited. Yeah, but the movie. I'm immensely so- more excited about the movie because it, it expands the world. It, I'm excited about what happens to Harry, but I'm far more excited about learning about the American Magical Congress. Yeah. And learning about. Um, the American school, I forget the name of it at the moment. That was actually something from the trailer. Um, you saw, like, the giant poster on the wall, and it was, like, I think it did say, like, Shaw for America or something yeah, like that. It reminded me of McCarthyism. It was like, whoa. <laughs> well, no, they remind, I was actually talking to um, a friend of mine earlier this evening who's dating a guy um, whose name has, like, Saxton in it. I'm like, you mean, like, Doctor Who Saxton? <laughs> who played the master on um, Doctor Who? And I just remember, like, on Doctor Who, they had, like, all those, like, billboards up with his face. <laughs> it was like, that, creepy. that was what it reminded me of. Because it's fresh in my mind, but um, yeah, because I remember in the um, in the first trailer when um, it was the woman who walked into the and it looked like the like the the American Congress or whatever, and you saw like the um, the eagle behind her, I believe it was, but it was you know obviously it was different. It, it was like the wizarding eagle or something. It's just I love like like the world building how it's like a little bit different than what we have. So. Yes, yeah, so, so yeah, I am looking forward to that. You know what the thing is too. I was just thinking about what Bob was saying. I mean, I, th- I feel like Fantastic Beasts expands the universe. I feel like uh, Cursed Child will expand the universe. But I get like, is Cursed Child? Are we expecting it to be? Because I know it's a script. It's a, it's the play script. Right. So it's going to be dialogue with stage directions. I've never well, I've read play scripts, but not in a very long time. Like, are we expecting it to have? a lot of description from Joe? Are we expecting it to be somewhat... no idea. Because I'm... If it's, if it's like, a ton of exposition and explanation, and she's, you know, putting this down, so, like, there's very little wiggle room, and this is exactly how I want it to be on screen, and this is how the, the actors will... And, like, if there's a lot of, you know, direction there, I think it can be amazing. If it's just basic, you know, here's the, here's the dialogue, you know, the direct, I'll work with the director, I don't need it in the script... It's not gonna. It's gonna be exciting, but not as exciting. Like I think if if it was between Fantastic Beasts and Book Eight, like real honest to god, Book Eight, it wouldn't be a contest. That's not what I'm feeling like it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I don't think Fantastic it's gonna be. Fantastic Beasts is eight. a little bit more of shared experience. I think like it's something that people can go and do together, or mm-hmm. having watched, we can you know discuss and have the the things that we looked at. Whereas um, Cursed Child is going to be fun for people like us who can do, like, let's take six pages and do Masterfic Theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, for most readers, it's not the same kind of experience as a novel is. 
Yeah, I'm curious whether these movies aren't as big, and, and it's all perception. It, these movies either will be as big as the Harry Potter movies, bigger or, or less than big, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of financial success. If they're not as big, they're going to tell the story of how, you know, J.K.R. stumbles. If they're as big true. or if they're bigger, it's right. going to be explosive. I, but yeah, if it makes a dollar less than Deathly Hallows did, they can tell that story. But, um, I don't think they Or they'll say because Harry Potter wasn't in the title. Here's my thought. Say if they make... of what the Harry Potter movies made, or if they make less, they're going to say, well, it was because you took Harry Potter out of the title. Does anyone else think that after the trilogy, because the trilogies are going to be a commercial success. The thing is, are they going to be blockbusters? Mm -hmm. They're going to be a commercial success. They're going to be released, what, like one a year, one every 18 months or something. So we're looking at like a five year spread, maybe for all five. Are we then going to see, all right, you know, five of them. I thought there was only three. No, like five over five years. Like if you every yeah. if you release them every eighteen months, let's say. So so they're done. Do you then see someone at Warner Brothers say, okay, the play, you know, has done its rounds. Let's put Harry Potter back in the title, and you see the theatrical release of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. You get a theatrical release in movie theaters. Yeah. Would they ever try and make it into a movie after five years later, five and a half years later? You know, Dave, that's not unprecedented. Um, I have Joseph in the multicolored dream coat, actually, with Donny Osmond. Woohoo. Oh, me too. I have that too. That uh, I saw actually live the first time. It wasn't with Donny Osmond when I saw it live, but um, the guy from the soap opera, I can't remember who it was now. But they do sometimes release movies of the plays. Yeah, I was going to say. I would love to get my hands on something like that. Yeah, they they should just do like a a recording, Mm -hmm. like a a very well done recording of the the initial casting, initial cast or run of this this play and just do it after the the, the run of the play is done. So you're not going to cannibalize any sales from the actual play. You don't even announce it until the play is over. Mm Because if you announce it, then people are like, well, Screw that! I'm not going to go. Yeah, I'd rather watch. I'm not going to fly all the way to London. Well, the reason not to do it is Dan Dan Radcliffe doesn't seem to want to be Harry anymore. No, and I I, I don't think we need traditional Harry Potter films with Harry Potter in it anymore. I I honestly think, depending on how successful Fantastic Beasts is or the 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 movies are, I don't to the universe drag Dan Radcliffe out in ten years and have him play. You know, the cursed child. And I don't think no. he'd do it anyway. So I, no, I, think- I don't think so. He needs to get away from I mean, he's done everything he can. Well, that was his reasoning. That was his reasoning for not taking part in um, Universal Studios. Right. Because if I do this one, I'm going to have to do the next one, and all of a sudden I'm going to be 43 years old still playing Harry. <laughs> like, at some point I have to draw the line. Well, that was actually the thing, um, um, what Bob was saying, too, in terms of what are you more excited about and, you know, what is the, uh, the impact going to be of it. Um, Universal Studios in Florida has been, um, you know, come back from the dead, so to speak, because of um, the, the um, Wizarding World of Harry Potter and now the Diagon Alley expansion in the second um, park you know, has, has been explosive as well. Um, there's a whole thing in um, Universal where they are um, cobbling together land that they sold off years ago when they were going bankrupt, and they're piecing together um, land for a third theme park. And the question is going to be, oh, okay, if you're Universal and you're going to open a third theme park, what are you going to try and anchor it with? And Harry Potter is is their cash cow right now. Okay. So if you go back to Harry Potter, what do you put in the third theme park? 
American Wizarding World. That's all you have, because what you, you're not going to do the Weasley House. You, you know, you already have Hogwarts there. You've done Diagonally. What else? Like, you could either do, like, you know, the Ministry of Magic, which isn't going to be explosive. You know, the, it's boring. It's boring. I mean, what are you going to do with that? I mean, well, you could do some variation of, like, you know, the kids escape or, or Voldemort's battle or something, but we're now talking 15 years after the movie came out. Mm-hmm. So, especially if they can work quickly and these movies are coming out over a three year period and they're big, you could capitalize on the movies while they're still coming. Like, I think that's yeah, exactly they, that's what they would want to do. Apparently already a New York something in the Harry Potter land at Universal Florida. Yeah, Universal is stupid not to start trying to cross-promote with with Mm -hmm. Fantastic Beasts because it's going to bring in more people. People are going to get excited about Potter. Now, if they were if they were really smart, oh my god, merchandising this is this would be a Star Wars Disney thing to do. Mm -hmm. My question is this: total side point. We've learned about the other magical schools in the world. Okay, Mm -hmm. what if they start merchandising things from those magical schools? And does the American Wizarding School have houses? that have means of us all being swerved into them, where we can go and buy more shit for them to, you know, sell to us. Hmm. I mean, they're just the more well, they expand out with the, these new movies, the better off they're going to be. Like, for example, take Star Wars in Disney right now, okay? The new Star Wars land is not based off of the original trilogy. It's not based off of the prequels. They're setting it in the universe of the new trilogy, the one that the current movies are taking place in, because that's what it's Because that's what's right fresh. Now. It's what's, what's fresh, and that's what people are going to... I mean, I don't know about you, but I want I want to go to Disneyland World or whatever and meet BB-8. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Well, yeah. and, I, so that, and we need a BB-8 in part. the Harry Potter lands. Well, it's although a, apparently they're thinking maybe the Niffler's going to be some sort of cute mm-hmm. little. Although it's not very cute, but well, it's the funny thing is I'm I, kinds already. I'm thinking about this kind of like um, J.R.R. Tolkien, where you have like the appendices, which have so much of the information. I feel like when you look at the Harry Potter universe, you have the books, but like the appendices are like the Joe interviews where she explains all the crap that she never put the Potter And I feel like we're going to get these movies. I don't know how much they're going to, I haven't read a lot of the stuff, you know, more than I do. I'm not sure how much they're going to focus on the wizarding schools other than addressing them. But like, I don't get the impression that we're going to spend a movie at one of the wizarding schools, but I feel like the, the movie will come out and then Joe will give an interview and she'll have like 15 books. Like, notebooks filled with information on on the Wizarding Schools, and that will form the basis of what Bob's saying, you know, getting okay. sorted. And- i just having a thought. Just roll with me. All right. So here's my question. We've all been Harry Potter fans for quite some time, mm-hmm. and we all identify with the Hogwarts houses. Mm-hmm. Being that most of us are American. Sorry, Scott. Um, I guess... It's, it's North Americans. I guess, well, we're all North there's American. no actual proof whether um, Wilbur Morning is in northern U.S. or southern Canada. Somewhere okay, well, then that, that works area. out well. Okay. So, so, yeah. but we're nor- at least it's we're a North, North American America. school, yeah. So my question is, is let's say Liver, liver Morning? Liver Morning. I'm too, I'm too drugged for this. Anyway, if, <laughs> if they have houses or they have whatever that we can all identify with and do the whole house thing again, do you consider that more your house? Than your Hogwarts house? I'm too ingrained as a Hufflepuff. I think we all went to Hogwarts. It's one of those things you can't take it. It's where it's it's your alma mater. Okay. I think if you move, it would be interesting to know, and I'm sure it would you know spawn some more uh, fan fiction and spinoffs and such. But I don't know. 
would actually. Oh my god, there's a new season of Puffer right there. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. The story that never ends. Literally. Yep. We should really look into whether Rainbow was her face as a fan. <laughs> and whether or not we're actually in love or bad. I know. Now I'm really interested. Did I walk? No, she, she's the one who put in her book. Her? I should. I'm like, perhaps you've heard of me? <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan, and I'm from Butterfic Weekly. You know where the story never ends. Just checking. If you know who I am, right back on this. <laughs> yeah. Are you a Harry Potter fan? Well, somebody posted something that said, uh, write a happy sentence in three words. And I wrote, reading Harry Potter. Ah, like that. Exciting. So on that I note. should have said, being a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I had a really it. neat thing happen yesterday. Oh, One yeah. of my sure. former preschoolers from, well, he's old enough now to have his own Facebook account, so that should tell you. <laughs> um, just joined Facebook and connected with me yesterday. Aww. And it was really fun. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And then the birthday party that I crashed, there were actually two kids there. One in seventh grade and I think one in ninth grade that were former students of mine. Wow. Awesome. You know, it made me feel very old. And I, I, I had, I had an old teacher, one of my old te- favorite teachers from high school, my freshman year, my freshman year computer teacher. He's now a principal at one of the local high schools and he was buying some stuff. And I seen her once in a great while. And he was, he was there with a couple other guys and like, he's like, Hey, yeah, no, this, this is one, this is one of my first students when I was back in the day. I was like, yeah, really back in the day. And he's like, he's like, stop, you're making me feel old. It's like, yeah, it was like 20 years ago. No, it wasn't 20 years ago. Hmm. It's like, oh my God, I mean, it is kind of close to 20 years ago. No, wait, freshmen are like what, 12, 13? Yeah, uh, 14. Well, 13 or okay. 14. So close to 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. He started giving me death glares and all this, his friends were laughing at him. Yeah. But. I have an uncle who used to be a uh, um, middle school teacher and he's 72, 73 now when he was, I want to say he retired when he was like, say 63 or whatever. And he's like, do you know what, how old my first class of kids are right now? Okay. And, and I did the math at the time, and we all made these guesses. He's like, they're all 60, because he would have been, like, you know, 19 or whatever, and they were said whatever the, mm-hmm. the difference is. And he's like, yeah, my kids are 60. <laughs> I feel old. Well, I took a class on um, brain trauma and, and the brain for, you know, kids, how to deal with kids that have had brain trauma. They actually have just proven that if parent is stressed, the young child picks up on that stress. And is stressed, and the the brain, the amygdala, and the prefrontal cortex that has this supposed to have this pathway, mm-hmm. it, they don't connect. And huh. I'm talking, you know, stress like you don't have a job, you're homeless, mm-hmm. not oh my god, the kid hasn't slept in 24 hours. But so I took this class, and I got a scholarship to take it, so that I didn't have to pay for it. And they asked me how long I'd been teaching, and so I had to sit there and do the math. And I've been teaching for 33 years. Wow. Good thing. Yeah. That's a long time. I've been teaching as long as Danielle has been born, because I started teaching the year she graduated. Oh, my God. Born. Sorry, I just doubted your age. That's okay. <laughs> I don't care. Everyone do the math. I forget, I'm still the youngest, aren't I? Yeah. No, Scott, how old are you? Um, I'm probably younger than you, I think, Bob. I'm 29. Oh, oh, yay! Yes! I'm not all the youngest. Well, you're about to pass Bob because he's not getting any older. (laughs) Yeah. We'll just both be 30 forever. Yeah, no, uh, my brother's birthday party was last night, and uh, 
they're all talking about how old they are, and they're like all 22, 23. Oh, of God. My, of course, my brother's turning tw- turn 29. This is what happens when you hang out with young kids from Costco. But anyway... Uh, I know, but I'm, I've worked. They all found out that I was thirty something, and they yeah. all like look like at me like I was freaking ancient. I work. I know that's how I feel sometimes. Like most of my coworkers, well, not all of them, but a good amount of them, they're like in their young twenties, and mm-hmm. yeah. I well, just look at them, and they'll be like, "I'm so tired," and I'm just like, "Really? Can you just can you just stop? Can you just stop complaining that you're tired? Because you decided to watch Grey's Anatomy all night because I don't want to fucking hear it." <laughs> Well, I was it's true though. Everybody gets really tired. We just have. I know. I was reasons for it. I was the intern in my office, and that was 16 years ago. And I just kind of never left. And so everyone who I started with was in like the early 30s, mid 30s, or you know, early 40s when I started. Now they're, you know, all getting older. And um, it's so fun to, to just watch how things change because one of my coworkers, um, the HR woman, went over to her desk one day and said, um, congratulations on your birthday. I think she was like 45 at the time. She's like, congratulations on your birthday. Uh, your life insurance premiums have now tripled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, motherfucker. <laughs> so it's kind of... Mm, life insurance. <laughs> there you go. That was All weird. Right. All right, Danielle's literally head desking. She even just screamed, I gotta go. <laughs> She's dying on us. We're about 10 minutes over, so I'm surprised we made it the full time. I just want to say, guys, we don't get to do this as often. I love you guys. This is a lot of fun. We need to do this again soon. Hopefully, we can have like maybe a topic, a proper topic. Yes. Like in the future. The one thirty in the morning. Do you want a podcast? Everyone go read The Martian. It's awesome. The Martian. I might I might be willing to do that for you, Danielle. Ooh, a book I recommended for you. See, well, because three of us have already read it. So we're like more than halfway there. And there was a movie. Yes, there's a movie. You can just cheat and watch the movie. Oh, I could cheat. Sweet. (laughs) All right. Well, in that case, next time on Point of View Weekly, we'll talk about The Martian. Ooh, there we go. Because science, why not? Yes. All right. So, from unless there's anything else we need to talk about, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. From all of us here at the Potterfic Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I'm Bob. I'm Ryan. I'm Danielle. I'm Scott. And I'm Sue. And we will catch you guys next time on Point of View Weekly. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, everybody.